Welcome to Ignite Your Power. I am so excited today to have my first guest ever on my podcast show. I have Morgan Gray, an Afrocentric here with me. And today we're going to... Hi, Kathy. Hi. Thanks so much for being here. I'm so excited for you to be here. Um, Today we're going to be talking about hoodoo and I'm just so excited to learn this topic and how it can help with the spirituality and getting to know it more since it's Black History Month as well. So this is why I had Morgan Gray come on. So if you want to introduce yourself. Yeah, great. Great introduction. Um, Hi, everyone. Black, Happy Black History Month to you all. My name is Morgan Gray. I'm from Mississippi. If you can't tell by the luxuries accent, um, I am a graduate of Mississippi State. I have a degree in history um, and I'm currently an advocate and an activist as well as a podcaster. Um, I do a lot of stuff. I do a lot of things. But um, for Black History Month, we decided that we were going to go over different parts of spirituality um, throughout the African diaspora. So that's throughout every location where Black people were relocated through enslavement. So I'm really excited to have this conversation with everyone. And hopefully it'll change your perspective. And so can you Talk a little bit and introduce us about like what is hoodoo and what is the difference between hoodoo and voodoo, right? We've all heard of that term. And I just was curious, like, you know, I know they're pro- they're completely different things. Yeah, most definitely. And that's actually a really great question. Um, So that is the first thing to understand in hoodoo. Hoodoo is not a religion. It is a form of spirituality, but it falls under the realm of ATRs, which stand for African traditional religion. So um, throughout the diaspora, and there are several diasporas, the Jewish diaspora, but specifically the African diaspora, Um, the understanding of spirituality when the enslaved people were taken from their homelands and dispersed through various lands, um, the different parts of their traditional religion was fragmented and it was taken away. So when they were located into America specifically, um, they pulled these fragmented pieces together as, and combined it with Christianity. And as a result, then you have hoodoo. Now, hoodoo is completely different from voodoo. So voodoo is a religion and it is based upon Catholicism. So you'll see people who are practitioners of voodoo. They will have, um, they have different saints and they represent the saints of Catholicism. And again, it is under the guise of ATRs and African traditional religions. But with um, voodoo, you have to be initiated. So everybody cannot practice voodoo. You have to be called and um, there are specific steps you have to go through. Similarly for hoodoo, um, all people who are considered African-American can participate in hoodoo but it is a closed practice so they're both closed practices oh wow I didn't know that I didn't even wow that is so cool thank you for sharing that so what is hoodoo in general yeah so what I tell people is that hoodoo is Christianity plus ancestral veneration um and in order well so 
it is used through three different books of the Bible, um, the Psalms, Proverbs, and the Song of Solomon, all three books written by King Solomon in the Old Testament. And then there's the ancestral veneration. So hoodoo, when it comes to ancestral veneration, is the belief that um, when you are here on earth, there's work to do. There's work to do. And when you pass over into the other life, then there is also work to do as for your ancestors. So there's the belief that after you pass on as an ancestor, your job is to pray, to intervene, to give guidance. But on this walk of life, our goal is to venerate. So when people venerate their ancestors, you'll see it in different ways. Um, people create altars. Um, on those altars, they leave various things. Um, you know, people use wine, they use rum, people leave out cigarettes, people leave out sweets, so small candies. Um, there's the pouring of libations. There are a lot of different ways to venerate the ancestors. And we'll talk about that um, later on. But I feel like personally, Kathy, in order to really understand hoodoo, um, I think it's important to kind of recognize different types of religions and places throughout the world because they kind of mirror each other, right? Yeah. So um, I wanted to talk about the Christianization of Russia, right? So um, in Russia, before it became Russia, it was Kiev and there was a Tsar and he wanted Kiev to have its own religion as a, a nation because compared to the rest of Europe at the time, Russia was backwoods. They were kind of farther back along in progress. And they felt like in order to be considered a real nation, they needed a religion to stand upon. So the Tsar at the time sent out different representatives to seek out different forms of religion as a way to come and then to come back and tell them about it so that they could select which religion would fit Russia the best. So these representatives went to mosques, they went to temples, they went to uh, cathedrals, different churches, and they all came back and reported. Now, um, one of them was like, I really like the mosque. Um, they have incense there, but there's no alcohol. And the star at the time is like, alcohol, without alcohol, there will be the downfall of Russia. Um, they went back to the, they went to different places. So at the end, um, Kiev or Russia settled on Catholicism. And of course they chose Catholicism because um, when you participate in communion, there's wine. So it involves wine and they felt like overall it was a great fit for the country. So that is on the governmental side. So then you have the normal day-to-day -day people who for generations were practicing their own Slavic religions. During this time, the normal day-to-day -day people, they were pagan. So they participated in their own source of spirituality that really, it comes from nature. So the Tsar at the time gives the ordinance to all these people. He's telling them you need to be at the river, this one river, Within three days, anyone who does not get baptized, that does not change their religion, they will be executed. They'll be put to death. 
So all these people are being baptized. Now, although they're doing the actions, their beliefs are still rooted in what they've known their whole life and what their ancestors have known their whole life. So they are forced and they're put in the situation where they still want to practice their spirituality, but they have to do it under the guise of Christianity. And that is it can be seen to this day. So if you were to go and visit Russia, you will see these old Catholic churches and cathedrals built on top of um, nature, essentially on top of old tree stumps, on top of sacred lands and sacred grounds. And in so many ways, at least in my perception, it relates back to Hoodoo. It relates back to what happened to those enslaved people who were forced to take on Christianity and they still had their own generations, eons, years of their own spiritual beliefs and they were forced to practice it so they did it under the guise of Christianity. Oh, wow. I didn't know that. That's so cool. Thanks for sharing that. Man, like, can't believe that there's just so much history that we don't even talk about. But thank you for even sharing that. I, I remember you mentioned, um, because if you you have a podcast version of this, too, you were talking about how um, you have to be um, African American, right, in order to uh, believe in hoodoo, right? Or you are already cast as believing in hoodoo if you are African American, right? Yeah, um, I would say that if you are African American, because it's not a religion, but oh. it's already embedded within your day to day practice. Gotcha. Okay. So, the belief is that as simply just by existing, simply by being a black person, breaking generational curses and venerating your ancestors, you yourself um, are the sacrifice. You yourself are doing the work. You yourself simply by existing are a practitioner of hoodoo, right? So I think that is a great way to look at it. Now, there are some people, and like I said, it is deeply embedded within like our day-to-day -day routines. I can give you a great example. So um, during New Year's, um, Black people often cook Black Eyed Peas right before New Year's. Did you know that? No, I didn't. No. So, yes, that's for good luck. That's for good luck. And it goes, it's rooted back into like ancestral just traditions and stuff like that. Or if you get bad, bad luck, you throw salt over your shoulder. Mm -hmm. Or if you want to bring in money, you throw pennies up under the couch. Um, Just being like highly superstitious but it's rooted in traditions and it's it's so normalized down here you would be practicing it and you wouldn't even notice it because that is the way of life here um i don't know specifically um down here black people are superstitious about um splitting poles because that brings bad luck so if me and you are walking down the alleyway and there's a telephone pole in the middle of it and we split it, that brings bad luck. So you will literally see someone snatching someone and you'll bring it, bring them over this way because we don't want bad luck. Another example, and I believe a lot of black people, black women specifically, um, we don't believe in putting our purses on the ground. Because if you put your purse on the ground, then you will have a loss of money. 
So like, no matter where you go, you will, a black person will ask, can I put my purse in a chair? Can I put it on a couch? And it's looked down upon to see somebody to have their purse on the ground because that means that you don't, you don't want to influx of money coming in. So it's all these superstitions and um, as well as like being connected and being one with the earth, like um, hoodoo practitioners, root workers specifically, um, they use herbs. They use whatever is available within their area to create medical cures for ailment. I know um, people use elderberry in order to um, create like ointments they take that type of vitamin to help with mental capacity um people use um the flower of jericho in order to do divination there are a lot of things that people use just from their um normal day-to-day environment and what um that is really that's kind of signet to african religions so like a great in africa those people they believed in polytheism so here and most western religions believe in monotheism so that is the belief in one god but especially with Ifa, they're monothe they're polytheistic so they believe in many gods and what they believe is that there are spirits within different natural elements so a great example you could see with the drum in africa so um if i'm getting ready to create a drum what will i need i'll need wood i'll need high skin from an animal so before i go and get the wood i have to pray to the tree because there's a deity in the tree i have to ask it for permission i have to ask it to bless the instrument i'm about to be able to make i have to ask the um spirits and deities within the tree if um they'll help create the music before you sacrifice the animal to get the high skin you have to ask permission you have to thank it give it reverence and then you have to be in the right mindset before you do that and take it so it's this sense of reverence and that is passed down through the diaspora and it's located itself in different regions of the America, the American South, as well as South America. Oh, so cool. So when you're explaining, you know, hoodoo, it reminds me exactly of the Chinese tradition too, you know, like where we have different deities, different gods, right? Like it's kind of like Buddhism in a sense where you know, we do pray to the ancestors, which is so cool. I didn't know that hoodoo is like so similar in that sense. So most definitely. That's awesome. It's it's like a you know, a practice, you know, like for me, hoodoo is kind of like my my Chinese tradition where you know we would pray to the ancestors like I didn't know why we just did it you know it's like an everyday practice and like you were talking about doing like certain things for bad luck etc like this you know the Chinese culture is all about that like you know wearing red is for good fortune etc so it's like super common and it's crazy how we're not taught this you know this is so cool to learn and I think we're like so similar in that sense too because you know we're not like what you said, we just don't believe in one God. We believe in many different deities and gods, and we believe in, 
you know, the earth and, you know, we, we practice a lot of herbal medicine as well, you know, in our Chinese culture. So that's so cool. And just Most definitely. having you talk about it, it's just like, whoa, I didn't know all this. Like, this is so cool. So um, did you want to share anything else that you want people to know about hoodoo or just in general about like Black History Month that, you know, is super important for us to know because in general, like, you know, I'm not going to say it, but <laughs> I am, but our, you know, our school system's very, very one, one way, right? But it's like, I'm sure there's a lot that we're not taught. So anything that you think we should all know? I don't, we can talk about um divination for a second. I think divination divination is a really cool topic. Um, what do you know about divination, if anything? Nothing. So yeah. So the word divination essentially is um a way to talk to the divine um through tools and messages. And I think the most common form of divination is tarot. Um, but that comes from um pagan uh european witchcraft um i think that one of the most interesting ways that um hoodoo practitioners use divination is through like bone reading rock reading or stick reading so in the bible you know the bible especially the old um the old testament they talk a lot about different forms of divination like um king solomon and david and um, king solomon's son they were getting ready to go into battle and before they got into battle um king solomon went and go and went to go see a soothsayer he went to a fortune teller to give him a prediction about the outcome of the war and she um predicted that the war would end negatively um also in the old testament they talk about this practice that is practiced now in hoodoo and it is um the throwing of bones or sticks so essentially one side of a bone is marked and you throw it up into the air and based on the way that it lands um you can get a message from the divine from god and people still practice this um today i know with uh santeria people use divination through like egg washes like to see whether or not um there's a negative uh, spirit attached to them they'll take an egg and they'll rub it all over their heads and their bodies and then they'll crack it into like a glass and based off of how the yolk is running in the glass in within a glass of water it tells you so like if the yolk is at the top then that's negative or positive. If it runs down, it, it, you can read it, but it takes years to be able to develop that type of sight as well as um, understanding. Now, um, what is really interesting, I thought Tabitha Brown, um, do you, you know who Tabitha Brown is? She's a huge social media star. She's this black woman in 2020. She started cooking vegan meals. She has this huge afro and she's a very big like Christian woman. She's a great, great influencer. Um, she was just on the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God and DJ Emmy Envy, and she was talking about her spiritual gifts. Now, um, Tabitha Brown is like super famous because um during like 2021, Wendy Williams was online 
and she was shading her. She was shading the fuck out of her. And she was talking about um her life and her family in a negative way. And Tabitha Brown got on the internet and was like, I'm going to pray for you. And then as soon as she said that, like Wendy Williams ended up, you remember when she fell over on her show, she had that stroke. She, her mental capacity was lost, her fortune, her money. So um, people have always speculated that, you know, that she had some type of um, spiritual protection around her. Um, but when she got on The Breakfast Club recently, she talked about the fact that she was a seer. And um, that is um, someone who has the gift of clairvoyancy. Um I think another, you can also see that if you've ever watched uh, The Misadventures of Sabrina, um, the remix on Netflix, there's a Black character. Her name is like Rose. Her eyesight is completely taken away. And her grandmother at the time was given what they call the cunning or the ability to see and to protect or predict the future. So uh, Tabitha was talking about her specific gift where um, God will send her a message and she just has a general knowing or she has an understanding of the presence of God and what God sounds like because God shows her things. And, um, like we were talking about earlier, I definitely believe that people, um, specifically like gifted people have spiritual gifts from God. Um, you know, people are clairvoyant, um, clear audience, clear sentient, um, and it kind of ranges. And again, that goes with um, practicing and developing your spiritual gifts, becoming more aligned with divine, becoming more aligned with nature. So um, I find it very interesting when people talk about instances like that. Oh, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. That's so true. And I totally believe that all of us have these gifts if we want to all tap into it. And you know, but more people like people have more of like that clairvoyance or clear audience, right? Or clear sentient like um, powers when they're more in tune with themselves. And so that is true. Tapping into divinity is super important for all of us. And like you said, walking into nature and like just getting, you know, to know nature is a great way to like get your power back to even tap into your spirituality that's so true i think i love the fact that you said that um i think a large running theme throughout hoodoo is water so um or idea yeah of water so that just reminded me of a flood of information my god um harriet tubman was called the Black Moses. I don't know if you knew that. They called her the Black Moses. And it was because it was believed that she was able to see and spoke to her. And that is how she was able to liberate, I think, at least 50 enslaved people from the South and got them all the way up to Canada. But I say that water is important, of course, because of the story of Moses. And there are so many songs within the culture um, like go down Moses, um, God's gonna trouble the water, but it is the belief that water is a restitution, our restoration place, or the stillness of water. God is going to trouble the water. The fact that once you get into the water, your enemies will become 
sacrosanct. They're they're annihilated once they become the water. But water is a safe place, and I think that that is a really cool theme of um our history. Just because, like, as African Americans, quiet is kept. There's always been rumors of African Americans being the the chosen ones or God's chosen people. So there are always parallels and comparisons to the African-American community, to God's chosen people. And you see that all throughout the history, especially with the displacement of us and our ability to fight back. Yeah. And our ability to resist. So I think that it's very interesting to see people navigate within this. I also think it's interesting because when I was telling you about monotheism, polytheism, so um, when I was taking a class in in university, um, my professor was talking about how as time goes, the world, the way that we accept religion changes. So at the beginning, we all were monotheistic. We all believed in several deities. And as time progressed, we all became monotheistic. So, like, we all believe that there was only one God and we consolidated everything into one. Instead of seeing water and thinking of fertility or this and that, we all put all those rights within one God. So, as time progresses, many theorists believe that we won't believe in religion at all. And we're starting to see this huge exodus, especially in the black community where young millennials, Gen Z, they're exiting, they're exiting the black church and they're starting to accept spirituality within their own hands. There's the belief that you do not have to be within a church or within a religious temple in order to have a divine relationship or a close walk with God. And they're kind of picking up on things on their own understanding in their own time. So um, I think it's really interesting to think uh, a part of the church, a denomination of the church um, that is Koji, which stands for Church of God in Christ. And it's specifically an African-American denomination. And the founder of the Kojic Church was a root worker. He was a conjure man. Um, and he believed in divination. He was a seer. He felt like God talked to him. And so, like, the roots run so deep that even small things you don't notice that you're doing, you're still participating in it. Yeah. That's so cool. It's so true, though, and spirituality, it's kind of learning, like, the new generation is learning to just grab, grasp spirituality their own way, and religion is just so on the strict side, right? And so, you know, you can practice hoodoo anywhere, any day, you know, like what you were saying, it's not a religion, it's more of, like, a day-to-day -day practice, like, ancestral ways to live life. It's something super interesting um, but at the beginning of our conversation and you were like in some ways whether or not um, some minorities they were forced to believe in Christianity and that kind of reminded me of the slave bible have you ever heard of a slave bible before no I have not no okay so when enslaved people specifically were brought to America they were given a Bible. And you have to remember during enslavement, 
um, enslaved people were not allowed to read. They were not allowed to learn how to read or write, but they were given a Bible. So the Ethiopian Bible, it's like this big. It has AA books in it. The regular King James Bible is like this big. It has 66 chapters in it. The slave Bible is like small. And it's because all the different pieces and parts and passages within the Bible were taken out. And it was like a form of propaganda. So they use this Bible as a way to justify enslavement. So the Christianity was enforced upon them as a justification. They were saying, you are enslaved to us. And it was because it was God. It was God's will for you to be able to do so. Um, and there were so many passages taken out about, um, you know, slave rights, about um, freedom. Any common theme that surrounds the topic of freedom completely removed from the Bible and justifications were emphasized and added into it. So it was a form of manipulation. And that goes back and connects a full circle as to why they were forced to practice their form of hoodoo under the guise of Christianity as a way to stay connected to their heritage and ancestry. Oh, wow. I did not know that. And it makes sense because they had to find a way to make sure like these people were in order. And in order to do that, they had to obviously manipulate them. And they did that through this slavery Bible. Wow. Thank you. Through for religion. Oh, my God, man, we learned so much today and it's already been over an hour. Thank you so much for your time. I mean, we got to do a part two. There's just so much to learn about this topic. So thank you again for taking the time to share. But before we end, let people know where we can find you more, how they can find you more. Definitely. Um, you can find me on Instagram at dang.morgs. Um, that's D-A-N-G dot M-O-R-G-S. Um, my Afrocentric podcast on Instagram is at the Afrocentric Podcast. Um, same thing on TikTok. Um, my social media platform, the Afrocentric Podcast, is available on all streaming services. It is an audio-only platform because I want people to hear me instead of, you know, seeing and getting distracted. But it's available on all listening platforms. as Apple Pod, Pandora, Spotify, iHeartMusic, Joloft Radio, anywhere you can think, that's where I can be found amazing and if you want to learn more about hoodoo i will also link your episode here below in the description so people can go more in depth if they want to learn more thank you again for hopping on today and spending an hour with me i had such a fantastic time and i learned so much thank you morgan bye thank you thank you so much for choosing to be afrocentric today as we conclude today's episode, I want to extend my heartfelt gratitude to my special guest, Morgan Gray, for coming on and sharing her expertise about hoodoo. And I want to thank all of you for joining us on this enlightening exploration of hoodoo. If you've been inspired by today's conversation, please share this episode with anyone who you think would benefit. And please like and share in the comments below. 
If you're ready to embark on a personal journey of spiritual growth and empowerment, I invite you to explore the transformative experiences available through personalized one-on-one sessions with me or booking a one-on-one session of a numerology guidance card reading. Whether you're seeking guidance on your spiritual path or seeking clarity through a numerology guidance card reading, I'm here to support you every step of the way. To reserve your spot for these sessions, please visit my website at www.kathymao.com. Spaces are limited, so don't miss out on the opportunity to deepen your connection to the magic of spirituality and to unlock your true potential. Thank you once again for being part of my community and the BS life and for your unwavering support. I hope you find abundance, healing, and spiritual fulfillment in all that you do. Remember, go and ignite your power!